Ohio, ready for some quick mental health facts? Let's go. Nearly 2 million Ohioans live with a mental health condition. In the U.S., more than 50% of people will be diagnosed with a mental illness in their lifetime. Depression is a leading cause of disability worldwide. So why are some of us still stigmatizing people living with a mental health condition when we know all of this? Let's listen to the facts and beat the stigma. Ohio, challenge what you know about mental health at beatthestigma.org. It almost makes me laugh when people ask if me and Tom argue. Because the truth is, I just think every couple argues. There's going to be moments where you disagree. And so I actually don't think arguing in and of itself is a sign of a bad relationship. I think arguing can actually allow you to have clarity um, and to actually understand each other. Now, here's where it gets tricky, guys. There's a freaking fine line between arguing and displaying massive major red flags in a relationship. And so by the end of this episode, you will learn how to argue more effectively, strengthen your communication, but also spot the red flags while you're arguing. Do they use your vulnerability as a weapon? That's what we get into today with the hubby. So let's just dive in. And guys, if this episode did bring you value, please do subscribe. Let people know about relationship theory on women of impact. Tell your homies and then also drop in a review. I want to hear from you guys. What resonates? What is the content you want to see more of or hear more of? Let me know in the reviews right now. And without further ado, let's just dive straight in. Hey everybody, welcome to another episode of Relationship Theory. Today is going to be juicy. This will be interesting. I think this is completely, my answer is going to be so short and sweet, but Lisa's might scare me. So here we go. All right, let's do it. Let's hear it. In a long marriage like yours, is it normal to fall in and out of love throughout the relationship? And have you ever disliked each other for a period of time, but still decided to stay together and eventually got over it? No. (laughs) <laughs> I mean, that that so, is literally, and I'm so curious to hear your answer, no pressure. Uh, I think that it is normal for people to do that. I don't advise it, and I think it's completely avoidable. And certainly on my side of the equation, uh, I have done that work. I have never once, I've been annoyed with you. I've been pissed off. You've made me furiously angry, but always like very acute where it's like we're arguing about something, but never was it in my mind like, oh, this bitch, like I can't even be in this anymore. And the thing is, my answer is very simple and easy, no. But we've worked so hard to be here and we've worked, so that's why I was like, this isn't a easy, no, and next question. It is so hard and we've spoken many, many times about dust settling, about how people um, hold grudges, that something happened that they thought they could let go of, but then they weren't able to. That starts to fester. The fester starts to um, turn into potential hatred. Let me ask and, you something. Yeah. So that's how to avoid it. But what are, the person asking this, if I had to guess, has fallen in and out of love, been frustrated, been angry, and decided to stay together. Yeah. What what do you think? Are they okay? Are they going to make it? So there's or? a lot of words that to me, there's there's a very fine line. And this is why, like, I, I know you're like, just answer the question, but there is a fine line. I'm just because imagining there's... this person biting their fingernails <laughs> right now. Like, they need to know. But bear with me. Yep. There's the line between, you, I'm pissed off with you. Yep. You know, have I ever, though, said, I hate you? No. So being annoyed with someone, hating what they do 
is very different than hating the person. Being frustrated, being annoyed with them, being mad at them, being upset with them is very different than not liking them. Like, so that's why even with the language, I want to make sure that they're using actually the right, right, right ones that align with how they feel. Because if it is, I do not like this person, that is exactly what you said to me. It's not that I don't think you can overcome it. I think that with therapy, there's always a chance to do everything you possibly can to overcome the problem in your relationship. But it is a fucking red flag. And the second you think to yourself, I don't like this person, that needs to be a warning sign to say, I need to address this. I need to either talk to them about it, go seek therapy, identify what it is about this thing that I don't like and why all of a sudden or why now, what has happened. Because the one thing that, you know, I always, it never fucking happens overnight. You never just bloody blink and wake up and all of a sudden you feel a certain way about the person. So if this person says, I've fallen out of love with them, what happened that got you to that point? Because if you don't identify that, I don't know how you will fall back in love with them. I'm not even saying it couldn't work. Like, I don't see how, or in fact, no, it's not that I don't see how. I've never experienced it because I've never, we've never gotten to that point. But we've been very aware that that point exists and very aware that we have put in things in our relationship to make sure we don't get to that point. That means communication, being honest, saying the hard thing, telling the person, right, when you've said all so many times where you're like, babe, I could have easily ended this argument by just telling you exactly mm. what I know you want to hear and we could move on. But you didn't. Because you know that the long run is more, in the long term, it's way more important for us to be connected to never get to the point where I no longer like you or you no longer like me. And in order to do that, you have to say the hard thing. You have to say the things that no one wants to hear. You have to communicate. You have to have sex. You have to take time Fuck to yes. love each other and not become roommates. Okay, so to the person that wrote that question, I'm going to say this. You're going to make it. You're going to be okay. I just want to give a little bit of optimism right now. Mm. Uh, it is going to require work. You have to be very thoughtful. And I'm only going to say you're going to make it if you want to make it. Because the first question that I have is, why are you working this hard to stay in a relationship that where you don't like the person? So you, you know my default answer has always been like, Hey, what are we doing? Relationships should be amazing. They should be value add. And the only time where I think people get themselves in these weird twists is if they believe, like so many um, emotionally abusive people will tell you that you'll never find anybody who loves me, uh, who loves you the way that I do. That's a lie. So let's never buy into that. I was told that by that. my boyfriend before you. I still, until you told me that, can't believe that non-mustache twirling villains in movies <laughs> actually say things like that. That's oh, so yeah, crazy. Uh, so there's that. Like, are you in an emotionally abusive relationship where they're trying to convince you that you could never find somebody? Mm. You can. And P.S. For me, being alone, and I get it, I'm wired a certain way. But for me, being alone with a dog, I would have a dog. Because admittedly, truly being alone is not good for the human animal. I would have a dog, but I would rather be alone with a dog than to be in a, in a relationship that wasn't awesome. There's too many uh, uh, compromises really fast because there's another mm -hmm. one, which is kids. And I think that most people end up staying together for the kids. And as somebody who's the beneficiary of that, like literally three weeks after I left for college, my dad left. So it was like TikTok. He was watching a clock. Now, that ended up being awesome for me 
Because my whole life, hey, I had two parents that were together. I, they never fought in front of us. So there was no sense of like that there was any drama. I had no idea. Um, that was awesome. But it is not a gift. I would be prepared to give to my kids. Oh, God, that's terrible. But this is partly why I don't have kids. Have kids. <laughs> uh, that, yeah. So once we get on the other side of why are we trying to stay together, you have something to I say? I just want to, yeah, before we go to the other side, I want to address the things that you just said. So the kids thing, I totally agree. Um, what do you agree with? Because I'm not even sure what my stance is. You agree that it's a thing or that they should or shouldn't? Oh, right. So I agree that that's a thing, but I actually disagree with you. And this is where our backgrounds come into action. My parents divorced when I was like eight years old. And they had, as much as you can possibly have a beautiful divorce, they had a beautiful divorce. They never used Facts. They never freaking use us against each other. They never fought over money because they always put their kids Never first. talk badly about ne- each other. Never. I mean, I, I am literally blown away. They, they are the blueprint for how to divorce well. Yes, because they always put us first. It wasn't like in a real way. I don't want to derail on that, but But, I'm very impressed. Yes, thank you. But the point being is you say, oh my God, I'm so glad because I had no idea and I lived a great childhood and my parents were together. And, you know, when I was an adult, I left and it didn't impact me. But I come from the other stance where it's like I got to see my parents be extremely happy without each other. And I'm glad that they split so that they could find the life that they wanted that then showed me what it was like to have a life that is exciting versus being in a relationship where you're just doing it for the kids. Like, I wouldn't want that. I would never have wanted my parents to have stayed together out of, for me. But that doesn't mean that everyone does. So it's very difficult, but I think it's important. And this is the kind of encompassing of everything that you just said in just being honest to identify why it is that you're staying. And everything that we always say with each other in our business and our relationship, no freaking judgment. Like, but... You must identify why it is that you're staying in that relationship. Is it financial? Is it for, because I don't want to be alone? Is it because um, I'm hoping that I can get, get onto the other side of this? Is it because, you know, for whatever reason, like whatever that reason is, just beautifully own it so then you can see with your eyes wide open the decision then you're going to make. Because if your decision is I'm staying for the kids and you say, Okay, I've admitted it and it's actually still the right thing. Now at least you know why you're in a relationship very specifically. Um, And I like, personally, I like to have a North Star like that to know why I'm doing things so that when shit hits the fan, when times get tough, when I'm not enjoying life, I go back to, I made this decision with my eyes wide open. And so I chose to stay in this marriage, in this relationship because of X, Y, and Z reason. And I can always make a different choice, which I think is important to remind people. So my thesis on relationships looks like this. Relationships should give you far more than they take. And if your relationship isn't giving you far more than it takes, then you need to ask a couple of really simple questions. What am I doing that I could change that would give me the result that I want? So own it first, right? Because relationships don't just magically give you more than they take. You have to really, really tend that garden. But if you tend that garden, it will bear fruit and vegetables. Uh, All kinds of amazing things. But you must be diligent. And as I say, the cost of freedom is eternal vigilance. The cost of love is eternal vigilance. Like you must... Be on that forever. You cannot take it granted, not for a minute. Um, 
So if we have a reason to stay in the relationship, I don't think the anybody should be worried about whether like they've, you know, come in and out. That's a narrative thing, right? So if you've sort of fallen in and out of love with the other person, but you want to make it work, then the narrative is we're so committed to this, right? One of the four words that I tattooed on my arm in reference to our marriage is commitment. And commitment to me is that there are going to be times where it's hard and there isn't that, you know, because the other like love, passion, trust and commitments like that's the workhorse. And so you have to really understand that there's a workhorse in here and you've got to put in that work. And so I would frame my narrative if we had had Rocky Roads, I would frame my narrative around that. Like, hey, we're so committed to this relationship that we've made it work. This hasn't been easy, but we've done the things and we get the rewards and it's amazing. And like, this is better than for those people like Tom and Lisa for, you know, it's just always been like, we've really had to struggle. And so I would use that narrative to galvanize the relationship. (laughs) Conversely, if I'm at the beginning of the relationship and we haven't had those difficulties yet, I would commit and say, we're going to make sure that we steer by that, that we never let that be the case. And so we're going to do the work. And like when you really don't want to be honest and you could just end the argument, oh God, just just sweep a little (laughs) bit under the rug uh, and you don't. Because you don't want, you alluded to this earlier, you don't want the dust to settle as we call it. You know, you can have a perfect, perfectly beautiful mahogany table hiding under six feet of dust. And the key is to when that first little bit of dust lands, you don't just go, well, it's a tiny bit of dust. Nope. Every speck of dust must be cleaned off in real time so that you don't end up losing sight of that beautiful mahogany table under six feet of dust. Mm-hmm. And then I'd like to add one more thing. I don't want to generalize, but at least for me, this was something that I had to kind of get over is just being honest and asking for what I want in a relationship. And the small, silly example that um, I use, but it really is so, it like, it's so revealing. We went on our honeymoon. We're in Rome. Beautiful. We go to Venice, romantic. We're in Rome. It's Italy. What do you have? Fresh pasta and it's like every single night I just said oh baby, do you want to go for dinner and you're like hard rock cafe because especially back then your palate was very fan. not a pasta fan but also back then your palate was very limited it was very. french fries and chicken nuggets yeah let's so, not knock french fries and chicken nuggets for the record <laughs> but yes so every night in Rome I on our anniversary oh, on our honeymoon I just say oh baby, do you want to go for dinner hard rock okay great so by like the last night, I'm like, I know if I ask him, he's just going to say hard rock again. And so instead of just saying, this is what I want, I remember turning to him, babe, please, can we just go somewhere? I just want Italian food. And you just looked at me and you're like, babe, if you want freaking Italian food, just say you want to go somewhere else. But every day you just kept asking me what I wanted. And so I told you what I wanted. Right. And so it was so revealing to be like, in my head, I was like, God, for heaven's sake. But I was doing it all to myself. I was the one just asking you and not asking myself. I was the one that wasn't telling you what I wanted. And so that tiny little thing in regards to this is making sure if you are a person like me who didn't realize how, what, how much of an impact that was, that can be very big in trying to reconnect with a partner in being honest with actually what you want. So you and I play a game and that game is called? Selfish Desires. Selfish Desires. What do you want? Every and Saturday. Every well, Saturday. Well, I mean, that's just the way that it manifests now. We do it all the time. Like the thing is now we've been together for so long. We're so good at being like, this is what I want. But what you have to, so part of the, I think, 
issue for us has been, I'm very decisive. And in the beginning, you were very indecisive. And so it was this and constant... And pleaser. Yes. Trying to please you. Yes. And so, and I'm a people pleaser as well. I'm just not afraid to make a decision. <laughs> but you end up spiraling into this, like, I'm trying to guess what you want. You're trying to guess what I want. Instead of us both just saying, this is what I want. And now that doesn't mean we're going to do what I want. doesn't mean we're going to do what you want. It means now we understand what the other person wants and we can find something that works for both of us. And that is so perfect to be able to use in this situation where you literally, as a couple, if you've felt like you've fallen in and out of love, is this relationship work it? Sit down and just say, I'm committed to this relationship. Mm. I'm From this day on, I'm going to work on it every single day. And it's going to be important to me and I'm going to make the effort. Are you, is that the same goal? Like, do you want a successful relationship with me? Because once you agree on the goal, if you, you know, like we kind of say like pinky swear, it's like, all right, if we've both agreed, we're going to live together in love for the rest of our fucking lives to the day we take our dying breath. Okay, we both agreed on that. And now it's, how do we do that? Like, what does that actually mean? What does that look like for us? Because our goal is the same. Preach, homie. Being married to you is rad. Not, not going to lie. All right, everybody. I hope that that helps. I hope you understand that there are different ways that you can navigate this, whether you've fallen in and out, whether you're refining each other, or whether you just want to avoid that forever. Uh, you still have a chance to make it. And it really just comes down to working on the relationship. Never hesitate to seek therapy if that's what you need. And something we didn't cover is contempt is one of the four horsemen of the apocalypse. It predicts divorce with a 95% accuracy rate. So, don't allow yourself to get contemptuous of your partner. It's hard to back out from. All right. Speaking of things you should never do, don't not subscribe. <laughs> Make sure you subscribe right now to Relationship Theory. We're in here dropping bombs all the time. So until next time, my friends, work on building a beautiful relationship. Take care. Peace. Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details. If you're fed up of people constantly pushing you around, ignoring your boundaries, and just disrespecting you left, right, and center, then it's time to finally stop letting people walk all over you and start actually standing up for yourself, my homie. Because trust me, I've been there staying silent and living a life I never actually wanted for myself, but lacked the confidence to do anything about it. But I was able to go from someone who settled and lacked all the confidence in herself to someone who comfortably commands respect and guys and my homie even with the fears the doubts and uncertainty you can finally go after what you freaking want in life set boundaries speak up show up fight imposter syndrome and stop people pleasing and i break down how to actually do this step by step in my book radical confidence and when you pre-order your copy of radical confidence right now today guys you can get a free gift valued at 171 dollars, which includes my ultimate guide to radical confidence which is a workbook that you actually can work through as you're reading my book three months ad-free listening to women of impact on podcast and one hour exclusive relationship coaching sessions with me and my hubby of 21 years tom 
So, my homie, if you go and pre-order this book right now, you get all of those things for utterly free, which has been valued at $171. So go over to RadicalConfidence.com to pre-order your copy right now. That's RadicalConfidence.com. See you there, my homie. Let's freaking go.